It's Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Glenn at Bedside Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we let you in on it. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm Glenn at Bedstuy Brat, and I'm Shade at Black Girls Texting. And we have another episode uh, that we're partnering with the BET Original Series Twenties. Uh, it airs every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern and 9 p.m. Central. This is episode Trace. Um, called Happy Place. Yes. Ah, okay, yes. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to continue having these conversations about the show. So, kicking it off with the on Reddit reply, inspired by the episode, the first one, hitting on someone. On reply. Reply, always reply. Yeah. I feel like you don't hit on people. She got a man. Well, yeah. no, no. I meant like, I feel yeah, like I don't, I don't. It's true, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like scoff at it. I just okay. Don't. Well, I okay. When I wrote this, it was the idea of like, oh, you had something for me to say in mind. No, it was the idea of do you hit on someone, and if you don't, then you would leave it on red. All right. Fine, I'm being forced to leave it on red. I'm no, I'm not red. trying to force you. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if we're going to play the game correctly. Be honest. Okay, reply. Ooh. So tell us about the time that you've hit on someone in Chelsea. Uh, when I've gotten really drunk and I'm Bianca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've done that. Do you? Do each of you have a, like, go-to pickup line or do you tailor it to the person? I tailor it. Pickup line? No, I'm just like, what's your Instagram or what's your number? <laughs> That's, That's your pickup line. Bullshit. And it's real weird. <laughs> <laughs> what's your Instagram? Oh my Low God. Key, Wait, you're kind of a line? hattie in your pickup line. We'll get into that. Um, no, what? I don't really have a pickup line. It's more just like, probably, it's probably awkward. Give me that dick. Strange. Oh, no, it's probably Ooh. like super aggressive. Yeah. Really? Like touching is involved. If I'm drinking. You know her pickup line is aggressive. Yeah. Or it's probably just like, you're cute. Oh, I like that. Just like straightforward staring at them. I'm into you're that. Fine. I had on someone last night. It was fun. I was like, what did you do? Still got it. Um, I don't even, I was like kind of like, he was working at the bar. So I was like by the bar, like giving him eyes. And then um, as I was about to leave, I was like closing out and he was like, oh, where are you going? Or whatever. We start like having banner. And then we start talking about like his tattoos and all this stuff. And I'm like, are you married? <laughs> what? what? Did he have a ring on? <laughs> no, but that's like my new thing that I do. I just ask people if they're married. <laughs> and I guess after your life experiences, that and might he, be a good question. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that's a real question. To and ask. he's like, no, I'm a divorcee. Like, can't you tell, like, with, like, my, like, very kind of, like, fuckboy look? And I was like... Wait, was he dead ass? Yeah. And I was like... Oh, Jesus. Was he old? No, not really. Maybe he's in his 30s. But I was like, I'm, in, I'm into that. 
I could definitely date a hot divorcee. I was like, oh, you're giving like hot divorcee vibes. And then um, we didn't exchange information, but he was just like, I'm always here. And I was like, I'll be back. (laughs) Hey, hot divorcee. Okay, what's the next one? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, relationship goals. Just the idea that everybody's hashtag hashtag relationship relationship goals. goals. On red. Same. Yeah. Red. I'm going to put it on red as well with the caveat that you can look at other things that other couples do and say, like, oh, that's something I want to incorporate in my relationship. Right. Mm. Like, if they go to couples therapy or if Uh they have, like, a weekly check-in with each other. Okay. And those can be, like, little goals for you to take on. But, yeah, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors with anybody, so I'm not. Exactly. I like your point there, Glenn, because I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of times – when I think of relationship goals, I just think of like grammable shit and mm-hmm. like the whole like, oh, we're matching and this and that. But relationship goals are when you have those like more intimate moments and like thinking about the intellect, the communication, right. not just the appearance. Exactly. The practices. The practices. Okay. So mood boards or vision boards. Vision boards. Oh, reply. Hundred thousand percent reply. <laughs> what? Are you a millennial? <laughs> I mean, I'll Are reply, you in your 20s? but I'm like not that into it actually. My my poor roommate, she keeps trying to ask me to do it, and I'm just like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. But I don't think I would really want to. Oh wow, I'm so surprised for a person that's so into like the manifestations and right. the read my fortune and tell me about my life. Yeah, I know. And let I me just, plan and envision my whole life. I'd rather just write it down than like cut out a bunch of pictures and paste it on a board. No, it's the act of placing them down. Yeah, I that's think that's the so like a mood board. Yeah. I'm not and you need to see it. The act of putting it down. And then the things that you're envisioning, like you can write down a list all you want, but that's the shit that just you think is in your mind. But then when you see something, it might surprise you and be like, "Oh shit, I'm actually drawn to that. I might need that in my life." You know? I think I lack the creativity for that. Have and you patience. all heard of the secret? Hell yeah, girl! How many times have we talked about that on this show? Oh, have we? Yes. Yes. Well, but in case you put, haven't heard, put our down show. the reefer, child. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, if you haven't heard of The Secret, basically they talk about how it's so important to like think positive thoughts and really like envision yourself doing things. Like if you want a car, like actually get to the place and test drive that car and feel yourself having that car. Yeah, it's powerful. I think, yeah, mood boards reply. Okay. All right. Oh, making shysty, sus-ass moves at work to get ahead. Damn. Is it a shicey move to a white woman or to <laughs> a black woman? To the brethren or or anyone, really. Just being okay, shiesty. that's a big difference to yeah, the brethren or to anyone. Because so you these pick a people lane. be making shicey moves against us. Speak on it, honey. Mm. Okay, let's say to the brethren. No. That's a nah. That's a no-no. That's a no-no. In general, in general. Unless I like have beef, but no. what about in general? Will you make shifty moves? No, I would not like. No, I don't think that's my character. But depends if it's like some girl that's like been trying me since I started at the job, and then I have an opportunity to like play her. 
I might. <laughs> I recently made like a semi shysty move in that I just was not disclosing information that I knew <gasps> to a party. But that's because I just was not trying to be involved. So I was that's fair. I was playing the like, I don't know, that's crazy. What are you talking about? Whole time I knew. I mean, the being discreet is also like professional, right? I mean, I could have held her down, but I also wasn't really fucking with her either. Right. So it was twofold. That's and fine. Like, it was like, I'm not trying to get involved. And like, you low key kind of deserve what's coming at you. So I'm going to just be quiet. I'm here for that. Here yeah. for it. Um, yeah, no, yes. I'm not doing shicey shit because I just feel like it comes to the light and karma. What's done in the job will come to the light. Mm-hmm. Okay, last one. Allowing partners or significant others to distract you from your work. Oh, Lord. I Girl, you say. better just say reply now because you done did it yesterday. I did it last night. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, sure tell did. us the tea. I mean, I relate with Hattie a lot in this episode in Happy Place. You know, I, I, I have some deadlines this weekend I needed to do, but then I thought that I could take, like, a dick break. I was like, it'll just rejuvenate me, just get my energy back, my creativity flowing. Girl, you know I was knocked the fuck out. <laughs> she kept being like, okay, I can, like, have a little coffee, get a little energy, and bust this out, or I could get some dick. And, and I was then like, I could <laughs> have coffee <laughs> after the ladder. and keep going and, like, stay up all night. And whole time when she does this type of stuff, I'm like, I don't know who you're talking to. Like, who you're trying to convince. Myself. Because, like, I'm like, you can't be talking to me because I already know what you're about to do. So I don't know what this whole dialogue is. <sighs> oh, God. Yeah. No. On red. On red. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's different if, like, your partner is, like, in the hospital, and you have to like put some work stuff. On no, hold. no, this is strictly like frivolous. Yeah, just, then no. Yeah, typically no, but I think sometimes when it comes to like getting a little action, I pause a lot of things to have sex. Actually, <laughs> especially because it's been a minute. Okay, nympho. And I was like, yo, yeah. I need to just like shake mm. it, shake it a loose a little bit. I'll reply, but. We have very different, like, work structures. Yeah. So, like, nothing I'm doing is that time sensitive. And if it is, right. I'm just getting it done. Right, 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 right. Mm. Well, speaking of which, so in a Happy Place, right, we see that Hattie is finally trying to sit down and get a little more dedicated to her writing practice. She has a day off of work, or she's on call for the day. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write. I'm going to work on the screenplay. That's where she fucked up. Yeah, I also, like, by the way, hate when you're on call. Yeah, I would feel anxious the whole day. I wouldn't yeah. be able to get shit done. It's like, just call me in to work or give me the day off. Right, because you're just thinking, like, any minute they might call. Right. Um, so she signs up for this screenwriting class on Marie's man's account, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and the video opens up. It's like an e-learning thing. And this dude is telling her, like, the most important part of your writing practice is to find your happy place. So she basically spends the entire episode moving from space to space to space, trying to find a place where she can focus. So Hattie. 
Looking for an excuse. So me. I was going to say, so Glenn. Forever. <laughs> like, that is not a real thing. It is such a real fucking thing. And she has this conversation with um, Ida B. Ida B later in the episode where Ida B tells her, like, yo, if you wanted to do your writing, it's not about, like, finding the muse or, like, when the creativity strikes. It's about the deadline. All that other <laughs> shit is a joke. And I just beg to differ because if my creative, if I'm not in a comfortable place, if my creative juices are not flowing, I could write some shit, but it's going to be trash and it's going to be difficult to do. I mean, there is something to be said about just getting shit done, but Hattie's working on a screenplay. She's trying to, y'all, they're looking at me. <laughs> Again, I am here for you, Hattie. Okay, I am I've, your number I one. I just don't identify, advocate. so I can't really say. I think, yeah. yes, you need to be like in a comfortable space. You need to be like ready to write. But like at a certain point, it becomes an excuse. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yes. I'm just jumping around. I still don't feel perfect, so I'm not gonna write. I gotta find another space to feel more perfect. It's like, okay, girl, and it's either you want to write or not. Ultimately, have to get like discipline and train yourself that like that shit shouldn't matter. I don't know, like where you are. Nah, I don't know. I think everybody has their own kind of practice. We can. I will admit that Hattie is definitely like running from something in her writing, right? Like. I don't. I still don't even know what her screenplay is really about, and I don't know that she does either. She's definitely like afraid to to do the work, mm. and I think we'll start to see more why that is. But in a really cute moment, she goes to this coffee shop where she went in the last episode to get all those like crazy orders. Mm-hmm. By now, she has like an order already put in. She's just going and picking up her shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, Hattie. she's growing, growing. And we see that cute barista that we all wondered last episode if something was going to come of that. Mm -hmm. And we see some flirtation happening. The barista is also a writer. Um, Oh, perfect. Yeah, at some point later in the episode, Hattie goes back to this cafe after going from place to place to place, including a library where she's sitting next to a white man who she can see over his shoulder is writing mad crazy ass shit on his computer about (laughs) like mad slurs and wild stuff. And I was sitting there like, this young man is writing his manifesto. <laughs> she she's like, what are you doing? What are you working on? He's like, my manifesto. I fucking died. <laughs> so she goes back to the coffee shop. She sees a little cutie barista, and the barista writes her a little note, and she's like, when I'm stuck, I always find that it's better to write things by long, like by hand. And it was just like very romantic, passing her a note across the table. And Hattie does find that that starts to work for her for a while, and we see that she's in a groove there, right? Cut to... Nia is sitting on the couch having her feet rubbed by um, Big Sean, Mm -hmm. which I'm like, okay, so clearly him not having a phone has not become too much of an issue because she found the young man. He's rubbing CBD oil on her toes. (laughs) We find out that he also grows and sells weed in addition to, ah, he's a photographer. (laughs) You forgot. God. (laughs) They're all the same. <laughs> Don't do that to him. They're all the same. He got that damn prayer beads on still and that little, like, Tibetan blowy top <laughs> on and shit. <laughs> wow, you're triggered. I think his top triggered. is made of hemp. I, a thousand percent. <laughs> and actually, earlier in the episode, we see Nia, like, at a yoga class that she's just finished leading. And somebody comes up to her, having recognized her from TV. And we find out that she's like a child actress. And she's talking to Big Sean's character. I need, yeah, Big Sean's character. I'm just, I can't not see Big Sean. Right. <laughs> um, and she's saying that she wants to get back into acting and it made her feel like 
alive or mm-hmm. a human or something. And he says this really interesting line along the lines of like, I never understood why people that know what they want or understand their passion don't walk in it. So her, we're noticing well, that her character is trying to walk in her passion. So she says not everyone can afford to live in their purpose because yep. he's That's asking real. her, well, why do you like teach yoga thinking that she's like this super passionate yogi and like that's her shit. And she's like, no, like it pays the bills. And um, this may cut some of our theory that she's really like spoiled and bougie and and entitled. Mm, She could still be spoiled, bougie and entitled, but whatever. (laughs) That she like has someone like supporting her. I think that she's like Mm. doing on her own. She's she's working, she's grinding on her own. Um, But acting just was not, I guess, paying the bills. And so she says that she just does yoga because it's like, that's where she gets her money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, acting is a grind. Like, of course. Chell's pinky nose. I know. I need to get back into my passion. Right. Oh, my God. Maybe you're, uh, you're Nia in this episode. Mm, still want to be none of them. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Again, we said you don't have to be. Um, but, yeah, really, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. I think the moment where she's like, I, I really miss it, it feels, like, deep for her. Yeah. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can't remember if she does this whole, like, laying on the bed looking at the mood board thing. That was a, right before, before that. Before or after she's with Big Sean. But there's a scene where she's, like, laying down, and I wasn't clear whose mood board it was because there was a picture of Marie and her man on it. Maybe their relationship goals. Exactly. That's, right. what, that's what led us to, like, think goals. about that. But did it say that? Mm-hmm. I'm blind, so it's, it's just Yeah, it says relationship goals. And... I'm going to assume that that is her mood board. And is that weird to put a picture of your friend and their man on your mood board? That's why I was like, this can't be her board. Maybe this uh, old girl's board. And she, I don't know. I'm trying to get the benefit of the doubt. Shade thought it was so creepy. Well, we don't see that many, like, representations of black love so girl put michelle and barack on there why you got your friends on there i mean she knows her Maybe friend's she's a relationship Republican. Oh, i don't know girl don't do stop <laughs> <laughs> but she knows their relationship so maybe she's really like you know this is what i she want she knows it intimately right or so she thinks right because switching gears to our girl marie uh-huh some they're they're trying to allude to some shit with her and her man and i don't want to make assumptions but there's a moment where, so to back up, her company has just merged with another one, which means that a bunch of people are about to get let go, but another person is about to get a promotion to mm-hmm. be an executive. So her and the self-hating Negro um, co-worker <laughs> the of hers self-hating Negro. are in this, they're kind of like, you know, at, the, at a race to the top. Because they're going to bring on, there's this big new client who's like a athlete turned, mm-hmm. like, so they want a black person. Actor, right. mogul type vibe. And exactly, they want a black person to step into that seat. And to like land him. Okay. So there's all these opportunities for each of them to get that client. And in one situation, they all went to a basketball game. And he told their boss that Marie was not available to go without even... Marie never even knew that there was a basketball game to even go to. Oh, that's so shysty. Yeah. And then now, again, we see... The self-hating Negro and the white man boss palling around and broing it up. Um, but Marie really holds her, her own 
and gives this really psychotic ass. Oh, uh, I loved that. She goes on to this like little like monologue using this Vietnam analogy, and she's like, "Do you know why the Viet Cong were so successful?" And she's like, "Because the United States like undermined their enemy." She was like, "The United States was on the ground, and the Vietnamese were under." In the tunnels and like yeah, it's in so the, intense. She's like, do you, want, she do you know what the to, smell of napalm is? Yeah, she's saying this to him. Damn. And she's to like, to the self-hating Negro. Yeah, she's going in basically. He like, probably did he get it? He was definitely. I think he got shook. it, and he was a little shooketh. Yeah, she's gorgeous. By the way, I was looking at her like, wow. I was gorgeous. so into her in that moment. I was like, that is a Marie moment for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, oh. There were some points there. But like going back to her relationship and the relationship goals Uh, question, I think like although we we can kind of tell that something's off about their relationship, at the end of the day overall from what we've seen of her boyfriend so far, he's a good guy. Well, watch this though because if y'all remember, she turns around after giving that monologue to, to old boy and sees her man getting a business card from one of the servers and her face just looks like, I don't know, it was awkward. Oh, like he might cheat? Yeah, from a male server. Oh. Right. <laughs> and I don't know, Who though. knows what that was? Glenn was be- yeah, Glenn was very much speculating because you felt another, there was another part. I know, I'm having questions. I have questions about where, which way he swings. I don't know. But the way that the camera lingered on her face for mad long and made it intense, zoomed in on the, that hand, passing a card... <laughs> They're trying to tell us something something is going down. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Maybe he's planning a nice dinner. I mean, that man is always singing, (laughs) so he might always be trying to get a deal or something on the side, (laughs) too. You know, I I would never just assumed it was anything in particular, but her face said a whole fucking lot. Oh, my gosh. So basically, throughout this whole episode, though, to, to sort of tie it all together... Hattie, Marie, and Nia are all kind of figuring out what their purpose is, what their goals are, mm-hmm. and trying to take the steps necessary to do it. Yeah. yeah. And they're all at different stages of that, like, of, of reaching it, I think. Um, I really liked this quote that I, I wrote down where Hattie's talking to Ida B about the, um, her, like, trying to find her happy place or whatever. And she's like, oh, I got you dinner. And Ida's like, oh. I was so like distracted and like in my work, I forgot to eat. And Hattie's like, I never want to be so busy. I can't eat. I just well, guess what? Then you don't want to be successful. Yeah, that's literally my first thought. Yeah. Guess what? Sometimes you got to grind. Like, I, I Hattie, is, she would get on my nerves, to be honest. My parents used to always say this annoying ass um, quote to me. You're not ready for prime time. You got to be ready for prime time. Which just means like, that's so cute. To do the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Addie is not ready for prime time. She's not ready. She, yeah. I think she wants it to like all fall in her lap. Like she thinks her life is a movie. Oh, and God. it's not. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Again, the fantasy. Addie, sis, not only are you black, you're a woman, and you're a queer woman, you're going to have to work your ass off. But I believe she's still in her, you know, mid-20s, early to mid and she could, I think I've said this before, she could still live and make mistakes and be a fucking mess. Correct. And all that shit will probably be, become her screenplay. Um, and, and really, she just, I have a friend like this that, that wants to work in 
in film. And I was having a conversation with one of our other friends that like she's just not ready to sit down and do that, do the work yet. She knows she wants it, but she's putting all this pressure on herself to like say that she's ready and it only makes her stress and makes her not do the work. Mm. So like knowing that that's the goal, but you're not in the place to do it yet is fine. Like that's the first step. I was working on this book forever and then I realized like I don't even want to write a book right now like I have other shit that I'm prioritizing that's gonna lead me there mm-hmm. um and that's fine it's fine I, it's fine to not go into rooms and have to tell people that you're working on this thing just so that you can sound like you're working on something right you're a PA right now you're observing you're learning you're absorbing you're a sponge exactly yeah but she's also absorbing a lot of other people's bullshit because we see she's Flirting with the girl in a yoga studio, kind of flirting with the coffee shop girl, but the coffee shop girl actually seems like legit, like a someone that she should be fucking around with. Right. And she's kind of like, eh. and then here come Lorraine. Oh God, Lorraine. Making her hotline bling, talking about, let me take you to Santa Barbara for the weekend. One, giving me some major sugar mama vibes. Yeah. I was Herp. like, that's okay. <laughs> and she's like, no, I really shouldn't. And she's like, you want to sleep on that couch for another night? Like, come on, come to Santa Barbara. And old girl just drops what she's doing and goes to Santa Barbara. She with goes, Lorraine. so Hattie. Mm-hmm. And but then she's like, it, it gets all intense because Hattie's like, listen, I'm trying to do my work. Da, 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 da. And you see her actually advocating for herself in that one moment. And then she turns and is like, I'm sorry, I'm just really stressed. I'm like, sis. What you said the first time was correct. And the most heartbreaking moment for me was that as she walks outside to be picked up by Lorraine, she just brushes past Barista Baddie, and, like, (laughs) she don't even see her. Barista Baddie. And it just, I know that that girl's heart was broken. Yeah. She hops up in the car with Lorraine. I think there's going to be some some more conversation about um, Hattie's type. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, her maybe wanting something that's not really real or attainable. So, Solely talking to straight girls. I was going to say, like, straight <laughs> girls? Yeah, shit. whole time, the girl that she hit on in the yoga studio, we don't know. I mean, there's no way to, to tell, like, what she was into or whatever. Um, but she went out on the limb and was just hitting on her. Mm-hmm. Right. And meanwhile, this other chick at the, the the barista seems clearly like she's interested and is, mm-hmm. like, extending it. And right. Hattie is, like, blind to it all. So I have questions if, if it's, you're right, like if she's seeking out like straight or straight presenting girls for a reason, mm-hmm. or is she just seeking out people that she thinks are like unavailable to her? Right. You know? Because it's less complicated. Right. Right. Which she just seems like she's not trying to tie herself down to anything in general, hence the way that her work habits are mm. right now. Speak right? on it, Glenise. Okay, so, mm-hmm. I mean, does this hit home in any way? Does it? Not in a read. I'm not trying to read you. I'm just trying to, you know, you're also a creative. Mm-hmm. You recently have decided that, you know, you don't want to be tied down. Yeah. So I'm just seeing relax, some relationship um, parallels. <laughs> That's all. I know. Yeah. Maybe. Oh. But no. Oh. Because oh, oh. I'm thinking, I'm like, damn, but Hattie told homegirl that she loved her, told Lorraine that she loved her. As they zipped off to Santa Barbara. Oh, and have you done that, like that to someone? That kind of sounds like my behavior, too. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Damn. Do, is, do you have something to tell us? Were you 
talking to Lena. I know, I was going to say, have I been consulting <laughs> on the side <laughs> prior you to the show <laughs> coming out? <laughs> or is she really nailing this weird 20-something shit? God, fuck. She's having a little come to Jesus moment. You have it over there, and I will just, you know, no, sit, sit on that, reflect. Um, with all that being said, and we'll, we'll continue to kind of dive into this. Some major themes, some takeaways from the episode that we want to kind of dive further into is this idea of like living in your purpose mm-hmm. and what it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and to what a lot of Chelsea was saying in the last episode, and we're going to constantly see this career theme coming up because that's your 20s. Like that's when you're kind of like establishing that mm-hmm. that foundation it's hard to necessarily say, like, what is my purpose immediately? But I think to your point, Glenn, it's the understanding of, okay, this is something that I'm passionate about. Maybe I need to reprioritize the list. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like, this is what gets me going. Right. Yeah, I think so. I but like thinking about, yeah, like, what gets you going and then how you can take small steps towards that every day. But not being like overly ambitious maybe you know ambitious is great but like realistically is Hattie gonna write her whole fucking screenplay right now she doesn't seem ready <laughs> she does not seem ready. it was so funny to me in the opening scene when she's talking about how she's gonna take the class again take this screenwriting class and she's like you know just to like revisit some of the things <laughs> that I like already know it's like girl girl whole time the video is this white man like Welcome to Screenwriting 101. It's right. like, what the fuck did you, where did you find this shit? Right. I don't know. I'm also thinking about, and we talked about the LA hustle in our last episode, but I think for a lot of us, you know, being New Yorkers, we're, we've been grinding for so damn long. Like I had an uh, internship since I was in fucking like middle school. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like every summer that I could do something, do something, do something. I always feel like I'm chasing, chasing, chasing. Going, 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 going. Um, So I, right now, I'm feeling like just slowing down to even, because you have to take a moment to sit back and recognize what even your purpose is. Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Do you feel you know what one of your purposes may be? Because it could be infinite. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, what is it? How did you find it? Chelsea. Chelsea? Yeah, let's answer the question. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think that's the point of your twenties. You're still finding it, um, but I think mine is somehow related to my race. Hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? Say more. I don't know. Like, I feel like when I when I was in high school and younger, my race wasn't like something I thought about a lot, but mm-hmm. now it's, like, ever-present. And I'm like, something's got to change. Something's got to get done. But I don't really know what that means. Okay. That's 20s, right? But that's, yeah. a, that's a purpose. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I would say definitely to tell stories, to bring people together, um, like human connection through art I mean I I really I feel very fortunate that I have been writing since I can remember 
So, ooh, that was mad beautiful. I've been writing since Aww. I can remember. And it was. But I really, really have. And I, I've been, I was in denial of it for so long. I guess similarly to Nia, right? Like I knew that that was a thing that, I, and also just because you're good at something doesn't mean that it's your purpose. Mm. That's a good point. Right? But I've, I don't know. If I, I can't not do it mm. at the same time. So that might be another way of recognizing like what your purpose is. Wait, can you explain more? Why can you not do it? If, if I, I just can't not write. Like I literally think, think in stories. Mm. That is the way my mind works. Mm. Everything is like, that's a piece. That person is interesting. What they just said it was interesting. Like I'm just like documenting things in my head already. By the time I lay down to sleep, I have to like take a bunch of notes of things that are like on my mind because like lines are like rushing my brain. Like I, I, it, it, I don't know. I feel, it's, I feel called to do this, what I do. However, I don't know. Is a purpose always, is your purpose the same as a, calling i think so i think so, I, think so. Yeah. I feel like those could be interchangeable yeah shade what's yours um <laughs> no let me take this seriously i was gonna say something so, something so ridiculous fucking ridiculous you like, felt it, it coming up the tip of my tongue i'm like money <laughs> yeah i'm like to get money no but oh um <laughs> no i'd say my purpose is to make like international cultural connections um, I'm very passionate about making other people have access to seeing the world in some way, shape, or form. And, I'm, and I don't mean that in terms of like, oh, I'm going to take like kids from Brooklyn and like plop them in Russia, even though that could be cool. Yeah, but I was going to say that could be a great program. <laughs> Not Russia. <laughs> but more so um, just opening up all the different things that are going on in these beautiful enclaves around the world that we don't know about, um, opening up s access to subcultures in some mm. way that I just geek out on and I think are really interesting and the history behind what that is. And I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I've, I've toyed around with a couple ideas, which I won't say. <laughs> Proprietary. Protect that. IP. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, definitely see myself doing something along the lines of that in a lot of different mediums because I feel like that can be explored through food, through fashion, through mm -hmm. design, writing, architecture, everything, every way that people express themselves is due to some type of history and culture. So yes. you should study anthropology. Yeah. I've definitely taken a couple courses mm -hmm. and yeah, I think that shit is really interesting. But I also think that it's important to note that, like, we are talking about this under the lens of career, mm -hmm. but your purpose is not always going to align with your career. It's not always going to be a career thing, right? Your Definitely. Your purpose could be to be a mom, to be a confidant and friend, like, and the best of that that you can be for other people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like, there's a lot of different Well, you can have ways. multiple purposes as well. That is true, too. So yeah. they can all be happening at the same time yeah and I think that is the interesting thing about what Nia said when she's like not everyone can afford to live in their purpose it's like you can live in your purpose in maybe your personal life but yeah literally from a financial standpoint not everybody can afford to live in their purpose especially we're talking about like being in the arts mm -hmm. it's actually hella privileged yep 
<laughs> and like, and that's why people shit on millennials or like people in their twenties, especially right now, because the audacity they say that we're just like, I'm just gonna move to another city and just be an artist mm-hmm. and be a barista. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really whatever. wonder what is gonna happen when we all like hit retirement age. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think it's dope though that we all have to, like collectively decided that we're not not. I can, I'll say the people that I know within my circle, our circle, have collectively decided, like, we're not going to just not do shit that we care about mm-hmm. for the rest yeah. of our lives. But and I think even, longer. like, corporate culture has shifted so much. Um, I actually did a piece on this. Not a piece, a research paper, but whatever. Um, in college, because I was taking a course on, like, authoritarianism and, like, capitalism and how like in the 50s and 60s there was this like kind of like the general motors mindset where like you're in the factory and one person's doing this and the next person is doing that and like that has changed over time to like the climbing of the corporate ladder and like that still happens but currently people are definitely like shifting the narrative around what it means to have like a corporate job like mm-hmm. even like open office space, more communication, mm-hmm. like the executive's office not being this like closed off office in the corner all the way back down the hall, but then like being right next to you and it being about like collaboration. And I, I think that's all a farce, but still yeah, whole time. it's a it's a mindset that's changing. And I think that it's because millennials are like, we don't need to stick in these like very antiquated ways of of thinking slash like no one stays at a job for like 30 plus years as much anymore yeah Mm -hmm. I also think times are just changing so it kind of makes sense that um our generation is leaning towards like the arts and the creative spaces because eventually everyone's job is going to become automated (laughs) so you'll need creatives or you'll need you know, just the human mind and mm-hmm. how that's different from a machine. Right. Um, so it makes sense. And then hopefully by the time we're older, we'll have like, everyone will have health care and like just mm. our country will be a little different. Listen, so. not, not hopefully when we're older, hopefully next I'm fucking 20, year. <laughs> yeah, that's not <laughs> happening. Donald Trump is getting reelected. Mark my words. But, oh God. We'll um, get onto that in the in next episode. Lord Jesus oh Christ. Oh Lord. Good luck with those pipe dreams. Oh, damn. <laughs> Anyways, um, with that being said, I'm going to transition us from the, the weary and dreary to the what would you do. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in case you are just tuning in, our what would you do segment is where we receive listener letters. And with this bonus series, we have asked folks to reach out to us and relate their what would you do's to... 20s so email us at hello at blackgirlstexting.com with your what would you do yes or slide up in our dms mm-hmm. black girls texting all right so this person did not leave a name but says hey ladies i'm a new listener and so glad i found your show when i did i have been binging and tuned into your 20s recaps and i absolutely love the show i live in a smaller town in north carolina And as much as I hate to admit it, I am a bit ignorant when it comes to LGBT culture. Mm. I think I had a lot of assumptions, and I love how this show portrays the main character in such a relatable way. 
Mm-hmm. I told some friends to tune in, and they said they, quote, didn't want to watch a lesbian show. Mm. What? 20s is so much more than that, and I want to check my friends, but I don't feel equipped. Help. Hella exclamation marks. Damn. That's a, that's a heavy one. Yeah, I'm confused. Like, what's the reason that they don't want to watch a lesbian show? Well, they, 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 I guess they're assuming that, that there's nothing for them there. It's the same right. with people be like, I don't want to watch that black show. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, that's racist. Yeah. So this is homophobic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, a spade a spade. Yeah, right. that's uh It's some assumption that just because you're a lesbian or black or a woman or whatever that you don't go through the same shit that everybody else goes through. Mm -hmm. Although there are certain parts of your experience that are going to be different, you're still human. Yeah. Right. Right? And it's like not like this show is like called like the black lesbian show. (laughs) Like it's not just (laughs) about it's not just about her being a black lesbian or a lesbian. Like I don't know. I feel like that's so weird. Like you don't share every single characteristic of every character in every show that you watch right but again we're rational thinking people (laughs) i would ask your friends i would ask them like the why like get into the why you didn't really specify that in your um letter but maybe see like why do they don't want to watch the show and like if it's just like blatantly like they are homophobic and are like i'm not watching lesbians on television then i think you need new friends um if (laughs) it's because they feel as though it's not relatable then maybe ask them when you watch a program what are you looking to get out of it Mm -hmm. and see like where that aligns like what means relatable to you and then I don't know if you got to like present a case I mean girl I wouldn't be doing this much to make my friends watch a show but I feel you on like you want someone to like get into this or like maybe you felt inspired or you learned and you want your friends to learn um and it's easier said than done I'm just being like cut them off fuck them but I think it's like getting to the the root of like what's their what's their beef with the show and like what what programs do you watch like why are they enjoyable to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do they think it's just going to be like lesbian sex scenes and that makes right. them uncomfortable? Right. It's on BET, not HBO. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I love, I think we've talked about this on our show a lot of times, right? Right. Like when we're faced with people that are being prejudiced or small-minded, the more you just ask, well, why do you think that? Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. The more you ask that same question over and over and over, the dumb. less, yeah, the dumber they fucking feel, the, the less arguments that they have and they just start reaching for shit that doesn't make any sense and then they start to hear how dumb they sound mm. facts you know that part that fucking part yeah and i i mean i get it i can i can totally see like talking to people that i know being like yeah oh my god this amazing show and then they find out oh the protagonist is this like mass presenting queer woman and they're like oh i don't know if i'm gonna watch that or what am i, I don't get that it for I don't get it. We watch Game of Thrones. We're not white men. We watch <laughs> fucking, I don't know. I don't get it. You're not going to see yourself in every main character. Mm-hmm. Right. But I do think it's important to say that, like, while, like, this show is going to be relatable for a lot of people and wasn't necessarily made for a certain person, it was made with certain people in mind. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, like I, I'm sure this was, cre- again, this was created so that people can see themselves that haven't seen themselves 
in a long time in media. But and also so that people can see that this is just a regular ass person. Right. Exactly. I love that she or he, because I'm not sure, says, um, I love that the main character is so relatable. Exactly. And yes. to my Wait, assumption. Hattie is a she. No, no, no. I'm oh. saying I don't know if the the listener is oh, okay. a she or he. Um, but I love that they emphasize that Hattie is so relatable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. It's hey. also a shame that, like, as I said, we can watch, like, these white films and white shows and it's so easy for us to just, like, do that. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, so much harder if, if, if it's not a white person. Brainwashing, honey. Mm. Like, I've never heard someone say, like, except for myself, of course, <laughs> uh, that show's too white. I, I know. say that all the time. I know. I, yeah. Friends. I'm going to keep dragging friends. Yeah, I don't watch that. It is like, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Ask your friends, do they watch Friends? <laughs> and if they're black and they do, then that is some self-hating shit. Then you need to just oh, force them oh. to watch. No, not to watch Friends, but to oh, be okay not to watch Friends yeah. and not be okay to watch 20s. Right. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Because there was nothing about friends that I related to, and I still watched that show. There was one black person on all the seasons of Friends. One black person. One of Ross's girlfriends. Outrageous. One of Ross's girlfriends. Oh, Lord. I can only imagine what the fuck they were doing in that episode. Like, oh, have you met Ross's new friend? (laughs) Ah! Yeah. I was about to give her a name, but I'm not going to do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Mm -mm. All right. All right. Now it's time for the battle of the black girls doing shit. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Marie. Yeah, I'm giving it to Marie too. Okay. Yeah. You usually hate Marie. I know. Marie really, I really liked Marie this episode. And when we talk about walking in your purpose, I feel like she was so clear on like her values. Like she really is about black people. Hundred percent, and Mm, and like telling our stories, and she has uh, class and integrity, Mm. and that monologue. Although she scared the shit out of me, I was so here for that. Was the goal, so it was successful, and she's yeah. And it would be so easy to like fold in that environment. Like you're with all these guys, it'd Mm -hmm. be so easy to just be like the easy to get along with, go along with everything kind of girl. Mm -hmm. But she's just like herself and. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. I really like her. Just to be difficult and devil's advocate, um, I'm going to give it to Barista Batty. Oh, Barista Batty. And I'm going to give it to her because she, like, put herself out there kind of multiple times for, you know, Hattie and, like, their flirtation. And not only was she, like, oh, I'm also a writer, like, gives her the little note, I think that she is going to be a much bigger character. So I want to see how that how that plays out. But mm-hmm. she like she went out on a limb. So good for you, girl. Shoot your shot. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Barista Batty. <laughs> Wait, okay. So to recap, to go back to our episode one, two, and three, because uh-huh. I'm taking tallies now. And then we're going to put this up on our Instagram stories and have you guys vote, like, who's taking the crown. So episode one, we had Hattie. I gave it to Hattie. Um, Shade had Ida. You had Marie. And you had Marie. Yeah. 
And then episode two, we gave it to, I think you went back with Ida again. I think I had Ida. You had Ida. I had had Nia. And a Nia. And now we have a Marie, a Marie, and a Barista Batty. Yes. So. So in the lead is. Our girl Marie. Marie. And Nia and Ida are tied. Oh, no. Marie has three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go, Marie. (laughs) (laughs) Nia and Ida are tied. And Hattie, Hattie girl, I'm going to need you to come back. You got a lot of work to do. I know. You got to like, catch up. You got five more episodes to come through, mama. To show us something. Write a little, write a one-page piece. Oh, <laughs> write something just down, girl. down, girl. Put the pen it's to okay, the pad. It's not perfect. Oh, right. my gosh. All right. Wow. Write a grocery list. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Do something. Chelsea had to drag to her friends? just one time. One time for the drag. Um, but... Thank you for listening, you all, and be sure to watch 20s on BET every single Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, and also check out our podcast that comes out recapping every Thursday. Oh, and we have a regular podcast series that comes out every Wednesday. Content on content on content Mm -hmm. on content. And visit our IG page at Black Girls Texting. Email us your what would you do's at hello at blackgirlstexting.com. And yeah, I think you've plugged it up. Yep. It's been real. Follow 20s at 20s BET. At BET 20s. Bye. All right. Bye bye.